a super long history. It was the first instrument. Is it primal that we need to hear it? Or is it primal for some to have to play? Can it heal your soul? Or is it just the beat that holds the music together? Listen to Deborah Fingston and Michael Bruce Thompson put their heads together and beat out, yes, I said it, the answers. what I think of you I might not give the answer that you want me to Episode 4 Drums are healing Thank you for listening to Episode 4 of Penny University's newest series, The Backbone of the Band The Drummer. If you like this series, please share it. Like it share it, let your friends, your family know and um, don't forget to send any comments or questions to Penny University at protonmail.com. Well, let's get started. Well, this is our fourth episode in this series uh, about drumming and drummers. And I can tell you, I have never listened to music the same again. All I hear now is the drum beat. I, oh, listen to that. Or it's now coming out at me. And I, it's making me appreciate old songs that I loved even more. So I am just totally getting into it. Um, my name is Deborah Fingston, and I hope by now you know me. And if not, please take some time to listen to the other series that Penny University has. There's some really great ones out there, I believe. Some are pretty personal, some are gripping, and some are just plain fun and interesting. Um, the backbone of the band has been interesting to do with the coronavirus and um, everything that's going on. Scheduling and recording has been a challenge, but thanks to my co-host and drum expert, I'm going to call you my expert, <laughs> All right. uh, Michael Bruce Thompson. He has been a gem. He's been wonderful, and I have loved gabbing with him. And when this series is over, I'm still going to be bugging you. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'd love that. that. Yep. But you've had some sad, serious situations in your family, to, you know, with scheduling. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad things are coming out of that. And I want to ask how your mom is doing. She's, she's doing good. Yeah. So um, last week she uh, ended up having her appendix removed. And she's 75 years old, you know, and that's fairly old for an appendix to go out. But um that went out and uh, she ended up having some sort of um, heart issues, uh, brachycardia. And it basically, it's just like a slow heart heart rate. So, you know, they have her on a heart rate monitor and they kept her in there for a few days. And she's she's back at home now and just kind of recovering and she's got a heart rate monitor on. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. But, you know, um, you know, my dad passed away last year. So 
she doesn't have too much support. So I went out there and stayed with her for about a week. So well, what a good boy. Moms need their boys. Oh yeah, for I'm sure. I'm telling you, she loved every minute. Yeah. I, and I love that. So <laughs> glad she's doing better. I kept her in my prayers and I'm glad you're back here in my living room. Yeah. Dottie is on the couch. It's not very hot. Oh, I'm so thrilled. Um, People, for if for you don't know, everybody knows the heat and what's going on currently. What was it yesterday, 97 or the day before? And now we're at 70 and it's beautiful and chilly and you've got a hoodie on. Yeah. I refuse to close a window. So my living room is freezing <laughs> because I refuse, you know, I, I am loving it. This is my weather. I want to do a special note, though. Um, both Michael and I know wildfire. Um I lost my youngest son, Andrew, to a fire tragedy. He was a sawyer for the Granite Mountain Hotshot crew. And um, Michael, you, you want to explain what, how you know wildfire? I don't want to take that away. Yeah, so um, I was on a, a wildland crew, like a hand crew, not a hotshot crew, just a IA crew, that's what they're called. Mm -hmm. And um, from there, it kind of transitioned into being a public information officer and being part of the critical incident stress management team for the Southwest area. And so um, I've done you know, wildfire for the last five seasons or so, so. And the reason why I wanna bring that up is because Oregon, Washington, California, uh, we were just talking before we came on the, the tragedy and how concerned we are. We have a lot of friends in these crews we have a lot of friends in the IC command. Um, we are hearts breaking for families. Uh, the other day, there was a deployment of 15 crew, yeah. um, and so they're burned. Um, a lot of aviation tragedies this season, uh, just the evacuations, the cities going down. And so we just want to acknowledge that we're thinking of you and that we care and um, you're in our hearts. Yeah, hopefully you guys get some some weather and some rain there and can cool the, you know, that inversion layer down and allow those guys to actually fight the fire opposed to just kind of watching it do what it's going to do. And scary watching it. It's yeah. Pretty scary. Yeah. So enough with Wildland. I hope also that you've been enjoying the music that you hear at the beginning and during the breaks. The music that you hear is from Michael and his band. Um, can you tell, uh, I've been playing both songs that he sent me. Yeah. And as you know, it's there's like 30 seconds. You only hear 30 second breaks. So at the end, if you listen out for the show, that's the rest of the song. I want you, I just couldn't <laughs> stop at that. So can you share a little bit about what you sent and who? Yeah, so that band actually... Um... So I was in a band uh, a, a while ago called Bueno, and um, it was uh, it was it was a punk band here in Prescott, and we did national tours and stuff, and we got fairly popular. Um, and unfortunately, our our lead singer he passed away, and so um, when he passed away, um, the the other guys, my, my buddy Mike Rhodes and my friend Ryan Cosell, they moved to Portland, Oregon. They're right in the middle of all the craziness yes. going there, but they moved there, you know, years ago. And so, um, you know, I've been playing with those guys since I was in high school, and it was kind of um, kind of a healing 
time to to go out and re-record some songs and to play some songs with with these guys that um, I haven't played with since uh, since Brian passed away. So it was a uh, you know it, it was a lot of fun, it, and it, it was definitely healing for sure. Yeah. Well, I love listening to it every time I do the editing. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so listen to those. That's pretty cool. And to, today's episode is on healing and that drums are healing. And one of the reasons why I brought that idea up and we've been talking about it with you is, again, with the tragedy with Andrew, the IAFF, uh, the Fallen Firefighter Memorial, one of them is in Colorado Springs. And every year they bring families that have lost a loved one up to Colorado Springs and it's this weekend and they have some counseling sessions and they have some other things. They have firefighters there, but they also have the color guards. And that evening after the memorial service, downtown Colorado Springs, the main street, they close it off. And these color guards start having these, these like battles of the drums. I don't know yeah. how else to explain it. Yeah. They're positioned all throughout the streets and the families are there and people are there and firefighters are there and they're just pounding on these drums. And that in itself, along with the bagpipes, first of all, the bagpipes enter you and leave you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, they're, they're just a powerful instrument to stand near. But so is the drums. And they're standing there and they're pounding. And for me, we were standing there and the drummer came up and gave me his sticks and I looked he goes pound away <laughs> and I'm just oh no 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 I was trying to be gracious he goes no I'm serious do this and I start pounding on this drum and then the other drummers throughout the street are pounding on theirs I mean the whole place was echoing and it was entering my body I don't know how else to explain it it was it was it was release it yeah. was visceral it was so um healing and so when we started talking about it i thought yep i want to i want to talk about this part and you have a friend that um we were hoping to get him on here but scheduling has been yeah. awkward and he comes and you guys do drums yeah for healing for him so what a little bit how is that going it's uh it's it's good. I mean, he he's um he's a detective, so he he deals with 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 the worst of the worst. So, um you know, I remember going over to his house and just like showing him how to do a train beat essentially. Uh -huh. It's kind of like a, a a country beat or whatever. And um we just started talking about how drums are um a very physical uh, thing to do, but you also have to use your mind to do it. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not a mindless, um, thing that you do. It's, it's something that you, you put meaning into and you think about it and you are physically, uh, doing something. It's an extension of your brain, you know, essentially just, um, your arms are and your feet and everything are extension of your brain of what's going through. And so, um, I think there's there's something to be said about allowing your brain to 
um, to do that. It's almost like meditation in a way, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it allows you to concentrate and use the different sides of your brain because you're, you're, you know, you're using all your different limbs and stuff like that. And I think the synapses in, in your brain, I think it remaps things is, is what I was um, told. So, Well, in reality, it is the early EMDR. Yeah, definitely. It is the beginning of that. And mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know EMDR, it is, it's been around now for a while. Um, and the, the thoughts behind it, and this is very basic, is that when a tragedy happens, when an event happens, all of your senses are open. And so you let you, you suck in this tragedy by hearing, seeing, feeling, smelling, tasting, touching, all of your senses are on fire for it. And so to just go to counseling, it doesn't always help mm-hmm. just to talk. And the woman that really pioneered it, she was having a struggle. And so she thought, oh, I'm just going to go take a walk. And she thought, why is it after I take a walk, do I feel better? What about that? And so she started researching and she thought, well, it's moving. You're, you're moving your body. Um, you feel the breeze on your face. Your eyes are yeah. moving. They're looking at stuff. You're he- hearing noises. Okay, what is this? So they brought that into the EMDR. And if you've ever had an EMDR session, a lot, it used to be when it first started, the counselor, you would share your story or you would talk while the counselor was just tapping on your knees, basically yeah. drumming on your knees. Yeah. Now they have people who hold machines or whatever. But here, what you just explained to me, just a light bulb went on. And it's the primal EMDR. You are holding the sticks. You are feeling the vibration. You are feeling it in your chest. Yeah. Your breathing elevates. You're hearing it. You're, you know, everything as you're going through this trial. And no wonder it's healing. Yeah. I've actually, so I've actually done EMDR. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I've been through some, some things that I needed to work out. And it, it was, um, originally we started out using like the little paddles that would just kind of vibrate your, right. your hands and stuff. And then it got to the point to where um, I was doing it online where I wasn't even in the room with her. And uh, what I would do is I would do a paradiddle, which is that left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right thing. And I would be, you know, um, downloading the information to her telling the story while I'm, you know, pounding out this paradiddle on my arms. And it and it definitely definitely works. And And it the way she described it was, is that you allow your brain to, again, remap the way you deal with the tragedy or uh, a scenario to to allow it to work itself out so right well and it's a complete left right brain activity yeah you are using both mm-hmm. and that is so important um when i was doing the research for this a couple of the things jumped out at me and one is that when you are drumming, it promotes the endorphins, which is much like a morphine painkiller. Yeah, yeah. Which we've talked about you having six back surgeries. Yeah. Or, you know, that it's a real physical thing. But really, it's it's kind of that extra more than even exercise. Yeah. It produces more than just that. Yep, yeah. It definitely... Um... 
it, it allows your, your body to, to heal in a way. Um, you know, I guess I've been doing some sort of form of EMDR whenever I play my drums and not necessarily knowing that is what's happening in, in my subconscious, you know? Right. So it's, it's, uh, I, I think movement's very important, especially when it comes to, to, to working through things. Definitely with the, you know, people need to exercise. They feel less depressed if they're exercised. Right. Well, it's the same thing with, with playing the drums, you know? You, you definitely feel less depressed when you play your drums. Well, you know, maybe I should get a drum set, but then my house would never get clean. Because <laughs> truly, I don't know Just about, get a Roomba. Yeah, get a Roomba. Yeah. Well, I don't know about anybody else. If I If something happens and I'm just trying to think through something or I'm feeling just aggressive or my husband and I share words or, you know... I, I'm, I become a cleaning machine uh-huh. and I crank up my music, my poor neighbors, and I just become, but it is that physical yeah. um, movement. And of course, you know, um, I certainly don't listen to James Taylor or Jason Mraz when I'm cleaning, you know, we're, we're, we're jamming on something a lot more powerful, good old ZZ Top. Or, okay. You know, ACDC, something yeah, like that. Going, we're going something like that. isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Democracy Works is committed to helping you vote no matter what, their How to Vote does just that. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. Your vote matters. You are listening to Penny University, a podcast with value. We hope you are finding this presentation entertaining. If you would like to share your two cents, please contact either Deborah or Michael at pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. That's pennyuniversity, all one word, at protonmail.com. Thank you. And now back to the podcast. looking around too they came up with the primitive drum circles yeah and they were saying that um they've taken this primitive drum circles that i really we are learning so much about uh the history of humans that i really don't like to even use the word primitive yeah 
because yeah. Yeah, even in the tattoo episode with Tony, we talked about the tattooed man, yeah. the Alps, and how those tattoos were right over our, you know, arthritic points. Yeah, and yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, they know more than we do. Yeah. So to call them primitive, but they've taken this significant tool that our ancestors used and are now bringing it in to um, elderly care facilities. They're doing it in large corporations. Um, Crazy, you know, these top-notch corporations will have drum circles. Uh, Music therapists, youth groups, schools. And in our episode with um, Marching Bands Are Cool, how both both of you talked about the drums were healing when you were a kid. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I know that they... um you know, with, with drum circles, there, there are some therapists, I've never done it, but there are some therapists and psychologists that, um, will use drum circles to, uh, facilitate, um, emotions coming out like that. uh, What exactly is a drum circle? I mean, it's just people just sitting around with drums. I guess I should have. So typically a drum circle would be, you know, you, you get, let's just say a dozen people okay. and they, okay. and they, they group up and they get in a circle and they spread out and, um, and they usually use, um, African drums. They mm-hmm. use like a djembe or, uh, a, a drum like that, you know, like mm-hmm. a hand drum. And they, they just go out and they just, they just kind of pound together in a rhythm. Okay. Now remember, I know nothing. So we're we just talking about a big bongo drum. Is that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And so they, they would, um, they would just get in a circle and they'd all just kind of play together and they'd play in unison. And then one guy would maybe start, you know, pounding a little bit harder or whatever to, uh, to change the the rhythm or whatnot. But, um, you know, you get enough people together. It's, it's wild. Like one of, one of the, the, the craziest experiences I've had, um, I, I went to, uh, like a, a wake for native American, um, family a firefighter passed away up in uh, montana and we went up there and they did their their um their prayers and their songs but they they used their drums too and they have their hand drums and i got chills like it was just so powerful just to you know they they would they would just start their chant and then the the next verse they would all come in together chanting together and then they'd have their drums going and stuff and it just made it um, exponentially just more powerful. It, it, it was yeah. truly, um, just a crazy, crazy experience and feeling. Well, when you were talking, what came to mind is there's an old movie with, um, Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer, the ghost in the darkness, which is based on a fantastic story about killer lions. Um, but Michael Douglas's character comes in with some Maasai. And maybe we should save the story for our war drums, but before they go out to kill the lion, they have this drum and it's almost entrancing for them. Yeah. They do the, the dance. And, and when you were talking about that, it just made me think of how often in our history, in our cultures, in our ancestry, did drums heal did drums stir? Um, you know, drums are just outrageously emotional. Yeah, they are. They really are. They really are. Because, I mean, they're, 
It's an, it's an instrument that they're very dynamic. You can play them extremely loud or you can play them extremely soft, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. so you're gonna um, get all those different emotions in between when, when you play something either really loud or really soft. Right. A couple of the other things that it came out um, in the research, it indicated that drums accelerate physical healing. It, they boast immune systems. They produce feelings of well-being. They are valuable at releasing stress, fatigue, anxiety, hypertension, asthma, which I thought was interesting, chronic pain, arth arthritis, and mental illness makes sense. They've even seen it in cancer, uh, using it to help cancer victims, mm. MS, multiple sclerosis, stroke victims, um, and what jumped out at me was the healing for Alzheimer's and dementia patients. Yeah. And I thought to myself, there are, I'm getting older, and so I'm, I'm starting to have to live by post-its. Uh -huh. But I never forget a song or a lyric. Yeah. I never forget that beat. And all it, all it takes is just a few minutes of that. And I thought, oh my gosh to go in there with a the drum and let them express themselves, that's got to be yeah. crazy cool. Yeah, because it seems to be, too, that when, when you see some of these patients, like, say, on YouTube, you'll see a clip of, um, you know, somebody that's got dementia or some sort of cognitive decline, and when somebody sings to them, their eyes usually just, like, mm -hmm. widen, and they kind of get a sparkle and sometimes they'll start singing the song. So um, somehow that's ingrained a lot deeper than just a normal conversation. Mm -hmm. Somehow music just kind of drives very deep into the subconscious level of somebody, I believe. Well, do you think it's the, the healing part of the drums? And I'm in absolutely no freaking way am I diminishing your talent but I can't pick up a guitar and make a sound that even sounds decent. Um, I can do, you know, the first yeah. couple of chords of um, Smoke on the Water. Okay. Can't, right? Um, I can play three things on the piano. You know, I mean, but drums, I can, it sounds okay for me just to pound them. Yeah, it's natural. Because, yeah. I, I mean, you clap, yeah. you clap your hands. When you go to a concert, you know, they want everyone to clap their hands in unison to get that awesome sound. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're a percussion instrument at that, at that point. You're clapping your hands or you, they want you to stomp, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, it's also like uh, you said, one of the reasons why you even became a drummer is because it's for people to dance. Yeah, yep. And it's so visceral. Yeah. It's so me. You can't pick up that guitar and do that. You, you, you can't pick up a bass and do that. You can't pick up a trombone or a trumpet and do that. Yeah. And dear God, don't pick up an accordion, please, or attempt to do that. But you can do it with a drum. Yeah. Well, certainly, you, you can take a drum to weigh. Yeah. But you can um, express yourself that way. Yeah. Um, I also think to myself, you know, ADHD, um, how it calms them down. Yeah. So maybe what we should do is really, again, keep those music lessons in schools 
and how maybe the students need to take their music lessons first for before, sure before you know going yeah. on. Yeah, I'd I'd be interested to see if if they've used some sort of drumming with uh, autism too. They know that's a that's a sensory yeah. uh, issue, but I I wonder if you know it being a, a textile thing. Um, and as far as like a hearing thing and, and a visual thing, I, want, I wonder if I wonder if they if they've done any sort of research with that. You know, um, I have in our next episode. If I I'll write it, I'll write myself a note. Um, I have a, my beautiful niece who has two beautiful sons. Both of them are autistic, autistic, different um, ranges on the scale. And I'm going to ask her because she has done a ton of research. Um, she's brilliant. She's a filmmaker. Um, and I'll ask her. Yeah. Because I, I, ca I cannot believe with this list <laughs> that I have in front of me that I don't actually see. The, I see learning difficulties, but that's kind of different. Yeah. Um, so some of the other things is that they felt that it, that it permeates. We talked about the whole brain, the left and the right brain, that it, it's a powerful tool that rhythm pulls it out. But I found this little article and it was on 10 facts on the healing of drums. And so I'm going to throw some facts at you. Michael. Okay. All right. And I love number one. It, it just makes me feel good. It makes you happy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, that it um, takes cardio, uh, cardio drumming classes. They'll, they'll bring people with depression in and it, they'll leave those happy. H do you know anybody that walks away from their drum set angry? Uh, I have, yeah. Oh, have you? Because why? Fr well, f more of frustration and oh, stuff. With, okay. But, but um, as far as a drum circle goes, I don't, I don't see, not unless you allow your ego to, to get involved and maybe right. you feel that, you know, you're better than everybody else in the drum circle. <laughs> I mean, I, you're kind of missing the facts. Exactly. The circle, exactly. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, it definitely does make you happy. I love playing my drums by myself yeah. more than with the band. Yeah. Well, the, the next one is it induces deep relax, relaxation. That yeah. kind of blew my mind a little bit. I thought it would pump your heart up so, you know, that it wouldn't, but studies show that it can. Yeah, one of the things that I really do when I'm playing drums is I focus a lot on my breathing. Oh. Yeah, because really? a lot of times um, I've seen a lot of drummers will hold their breath while they're playing and they're bright red at the end of the song. Mm -hmm. and it's because they kind of forget to breathe. It's a kind of a really weird scenario, but... Um, a lot of times people just like hold their breath and, and forget to breathe. And I really focus on my breathing and it allows mm -hmm. me to kind of relax and get into a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Well, I do a, a meditation class on Wednesdays. It's a very basic meditation. Um, I don't, I myself don't get into some parts of it, but mm -hmm. um, one of the things is, you know, pay attention to your breathing. Yeah. And so I could see where that could happen. Um, helps control chronic pain because it serves as a distraction from the pain. And so I thought, ah, this is a question I'm going to ask Michael. Yeah. Again, six back surgeries. Um, you know, as we found out in our first episode, shot. And that's how you yeah. found drums. 
does it help? Because you do have chronic pain. Yeah. Um, it, it can definitely help. It can actually, it, it could, it can cause it too, mm -hmm. if you're not careful, but it, it, it can definitely help. It definitely is a distraction from, from the pain for mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I have talked with people that have some chronic pain and sometimes getting your mind off the yeah. pain for just a few minutes helps so much. Yep. That, that's the key. Yeah. Is pounding away doing that boosts your immune boosts your immune system. Say that six times. <laughs> Studies show that drum circles boost the immune system. That a neurologist has shown that it actually increases natural T cells, which helps the body combat cancer and other viruses. So there's maybe there's the answer to the Rona. I was just going to say that coronavirus can be cured by drums. <laughs> Okay, you know how in Italy, everybody went out and yeah, sang yeah. on the, maybe what we need to do now is everybody go out on your porch and pound on some drums. Get, Let's have- Get some T cells burning in your system. Yeah, a yeah. nationwide drum circle. There we go, that sounds fun. That would, let's do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, that it aligns your body and mind with the natural world that the, uh, I thought this was really cool. The Greek origin of the word rhythm is to flow, and drums allow you to flow with the rhythm. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was kind of, so, again, how you were saying and how we were saying EMDR works this way, that your left, right brain are working, your hands are working, your feet are working, you're breathing. Yeah. It is truly a whole body. Experience, yeah. Yep. It really is. Maybe we need to put drums in our gyms, you know? In the soundproof room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please. Uh, you know, forget that um, all of the aerobics costs. Just, yeah. Just do some drumming. Oh, that would, okay. I, I'm, now my mind is completely gone. <laughs> um, maybe I need to drum. Yeah, for sure. Tonight. Um, it provides a way to access a higher power that shamans often use drumming as a means to integrate the mind, body, and spirit. Do you ever, uh, uh, we, you and I have talked a little bit about spirituality and um, do you feel that sometimes when you're drumming, you kind of go to a, another like spiritual and I'm not trying to be... Um, kind of. You know, this this one time I was recording a country record. And um, I've never, I'd never met my grandfather, who was a country musician. He played mm -hmm. for, like, Bob Wills and Texas Playboys. And he oh, played banjo wow. and fiddle and stuff. And um, I swear that he was in that room with me while I was playing these old-timey country tunes. And it was very... It was, it was, it was spiritual. It was really, it was really strange. But um, you definitely get into an elevated mindset for sure. Mm -hmm. How beautiful. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty cool. And I recorded, you know, like 15 songs in like an hour. Wow. And what is, what is normal? I have no idea what normal would be. Normal would be a couple days probably. But I just went like I knew the songs. And I, I've never played the songs before in my entire life. I just knew how, how everything That's went. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I believe there is life after death. I do. I, there are times I can't wait for heaven. Um, and so I just think that's absolutely yeah. fantastic. 
Beautiful, thank you. Um, next, it releases negative feelings. The acts of drumming serve as self-expression, which we kind of beat that to the Yeah, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. um, it puts you in the present moment that while you're drumming, you're moving your awareness from the flow of life and puts you there. You're not worried about the future. You're not worried about the past yeah. you're in that moment. Yeah, for sure. Is it because it takes everything from you or, or because if you're not in the moment, you... I think all your senses just align. I think they uh -huh. just all align and they allow you to focus on that one particular thing opposed to letting your, your mind wander off and, mm -hmm. and either get anxiety thinking about what's going to happen in, in the future or being depressed of thinking what's happened in the past. It it's allow, allows you to live in the now. Mm -hmm. as, as cliche as it sounds, but yeah, it allows you to like live right there because your emotions are all focused, your eyes, your ears, your, you know, your, uh, your touch, everything is right there. Maybe not your smell. I guess you can smell some oh. stuff, but. I would think sweat. Well, that, that would be the thing. <laughs> it depends on the drum circle, I guess. So. I guess so, <laughs> yeah. And then number 10 out of the 10 facts is it allows for personal transformation it is completely equivalent to talk therapy. I, I could see that for sure. I could definitely see that. I think a lot of it too, people, um, you know, get aggression out. Like, you know how you're saying, um, you'll go and clean listening to loud music and stuff. But when you play drums, you're, you're beating on something. I mean, essentially you're, you're taking a stick or your hand and you're hitting something, um, not necessarily as hard as you can, but it allows you to kind of work out those physical feelings and those physical feelings, um, get translated through emotion. So, right. Yeah. So again, um, we learn more about healing and I'll tell you, uh, with every episode I have had with this backbone of the band, I had to stop my research because it was just like a rabbit hole. There yeah. was just so much to read and look at. And in our conversations, I just feel like, well, what about this? And I can go on and on. So we have really just skimmed the surface of the healing of drums. And if... To any of our listeners, if you have ever used drums as healing, let us know if we didn't touch on why you did it. Send us that email to pennyuniversity at protonmail.com. Um, and I would love to hear it. And I would, I would like to share, too, yeah. you know, some of the things we've learned. Because we can only touch on so much with the time that we have available. Is Do you think we've touched on it enough? Do you think we've gone... Um, I think we've given people a taste of it so they can go and do some research themselves and, um, you know, and definitely engage us if they have questions and yeah. hopefully we can do a little bit more research. And um, I do know of a therapist that uh, uses drums. So, yeah, uh, well, again, share your stories with us. I want you to make sure that uh, if you want to check out um, what Michael looks like. If you go to the landing page uh, at uh, Anchor Podcasts, or if you go to Penny University's Facebook page, 
Michael is on our um, logo for this one. You are drumming, and that is at, you said, a concert. I don't know which one. I can't remember which one you said. It was somewhere in Phoenix, I believe. Yeah. But there's Michael playing. Yep. So you can hear Michael with his music. <laughs> um, and I, th I think we have touched enough on healing that we can bring a little bit of closure. Maybe what we need to do to all of the wildland firefighters that are out in these icy commands, maybe we need to take some drum circles out to them. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there, you know, there's enough buckets out there for, for them to pound on. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So if you're a wildland firefighter, and I know we have several wildland firefighters that listen to the podcast, turn your bucket over and just start pounding. Yeah. And I, I know you are not going to have any problem sleeping because you guys have been busting your butts, but... <laughs> Um, maybe it'll release some stress. Yeah, for sure. So thanks, Michael. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Until next episode, uh, thanks for listening. Remember, like, listen, share. And if you have any questions for Michael, send them to pennyuniversityprotonmail.com. Yep. All right. Thanks. Thanks. to Penny University. Please join us again for the next episode in this fun series. You can also head over to our Facebook page. Please like us and share with your friends and family. We hope you found us a podcast with value. Until next episode, be strong, wise, and safe. <laughs>